there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joined now, and it's absolutely a privilege just to be sitting down with this guy. It is multi-platinum producer, mixer, singer-songwriter. It is James Michael. How are you doing, mate? I am fantastic. I am doing really great. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fantastic. And I've got to say, things are just swinging in uh, amazing vibes over there at the moment with this brand new single you've got at the moment. Tell us about it. Uh, why go down this little rabbit hole and release this single as a solo and not with some of your mates, what you could normally do? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. And I've been asking myself that too. I, I, I don't have a good answer for why I decided to release music right now, other than the fact that um, I took a few years off. Uh, mm. Really, I, I didn't do anything with 6AM since 2000. Well, we got off the road in 2016. And then um, we did uh, we did release our greatest hits album uh, over the last uh, year. Um, and, and that, you know, we did get back together and do some writing and recording for that. But for the most part, I've been kind of dormant when it comes to uh, releasing music and, and working with artists. I really took some time off. And then just recently, boy, I tell you, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I just got so inspired again. I thought, you know, what am I doing? I've got this amazing studio and I'm, I'm not in there all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, what am I doing? And so I got back in the studio, picked up a, a guitar and just started writing again. And it was, it was fantastic. I just got so inspired. So that's why I decided to start putting music out again. And I'm doing it independently this time. So I'm, I don't have a record label. I don't even have a manager right now. I'm just literally uploading songs the way, you know, any startup mm -hmm. artist uh, would, would upload songs. And I'm just having a blast doing it. You know, uh, the, the reaction I've gotten so far has been wonderful. And when you have no expectations, it just makes it so sweet when, when, you know, when you get nice reactions to, to things. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the game to a degree. I'm putting music out again. I got a lot more music to release, but my attitude about it is different. You know, I'm doing mm -hmm. it on a, on a, on a, on a pace that feels very comfortable for me, as opposed to that, you know, that intense schedule, like I used to be in with 6am where we would do, you know, where we'd make an album then we'd get out on the road and then we'd go back in the studio and make another album and get out on the road. And it's just that cycle that, that can really devour you after, after a few years. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing it differently this time, but enjoying it immensely i've got to say it's got a great vibe to it california smile um it seems to me that you've gone back i don't know if i'm right by saying gone back to the the early influence of like that kind of cheap trick sound the 70s vibe going into the early 80s vibe and, and the harmonies on it just seem to it's just a happy song that seems to be bringing back the past and bringing it saying to the new kids on the block hey listen to this this is what it used to sound like am i right by saying that absolutely that's a really good observation um i've had uh i've had some some fans say that it reminds them of my solo record back in the late 90s inhale uh -huh. um and and i really love that that comparison because in a way it does feel like i've come full circle you know while i feel like a song like california smile had i brought that into nikki and dj and and, and you know proposed it as a 6am song we would have all sunk our teeth into it in a very different way yeah. and recorded it very differently and it probably would have ended up being written of uh, very differently but i think at, at its core 
it is a song that does kind of harken back to a time in music that I am particularly fond of. Um, you know, I think it does have that kind of uh, 70s or 80s kind of top-down, you know, driving in the summertime type of feel-good uh, chorus to yeah, it, um, exactly. which was very, which was very intentional. Um, and I think that that I think that the reason we think back to a different time in music is because the songwriting process has changed over the last few years. It's a very when you sit down to write a pop song today it's a very different approach than it was in, you know the way that i cut my teeth writing songs and the way that me and my band uh, write songs so um i think that you are you're probably hearing that that contrast or the difference in, in writing style between how music is written for today's popular music mm -hmm. versus how we used to write songs, how we used to write choruses. And I, I kind of like walking that, that, that fine line between yeah. the, the, the modern stuff and, and a little bit more of a, of a retro feel. You've definitely wrote for some of the biggest names in the biz. You know, you've worked with everybody from Sammy Hagar to Kelly Clarkson, you know, to obviously the guys like Nikki Six and DJ and 6AM and uh, many more, many more. Papa Roach what made you want to go down that little channel what you've done with this single then because you wrote all these different kind of vibe songs for all these different artists what was you somebody what wrote songs for those artists and think right well this is your sound so I'm going to write a song that may suit your sound or are you somebody with your you know your your passion in your your art somebody what sits down and writes okay this is what i've got in my mind it needs to be this way not like that it needs to be this way it's a bit of a complicated thing to get your head around well, that's a really good question, and I think that's at the heart of why I started writing and releasing music just on my own, uh -huh. because uh, they are very different processes. Uh, to your point, like when I'm writing for a band like Papa Roach or writing with a band like Papa mm -hmm. Roach, um, it is very focused. We know exactly what Jacoby's voice sounds like. We know where his where his money is, you know, in, in his vocal range, and so we write things that are that really um, highlight that. You know, we really whenever you're writing with an artist you try to you try to play to their strengths and and really highlight what is so special and unique about them and that can be a very different process than if you're just sitting down to write a song and you don't really have an artist in mind mm. and typically um, that's the that's the way that I write songs when I'm writing for myself because I know that I'll be the one singing it but I'm not necessarily writing it for me I'm just writing a song that I think would hold up well and that I think any artist could perform yeah. um uh, so it is a slightly different writing style when I'm writing for, you know, as an example, um, I've written a lot of songs for, you know, an artist like Meatloaf over the years. He yeah. has such a distinctive voice that, um, that when I'm writing for him, I would, I would, I would take on that persona. I would actually, you know, imitate his vocal style because mm -hmm. it really helped me get in the right headspace in order to write the kind of melody lines that would work for him and the kind of, you know, vocal phrasing that would work for him. So it's a good question. And and, and I, I do really feel like I have two different types of songwriting careers going on. One where I write for myself yeah. or where I write a song with no real intention. And then maybe it end up, ends up being a California smile and I do end up releasing it myself. Or I'm writing very specifically for a very specific voice, for a very specific artist, and for a very specific fan base. So, it's um yeah, it just depends on what what the what the project is. One thing what really blows my mind, and this is about blowing smoke up your ass, how well your voice still holds up. 
It's just incredible. Mm. There's a lot of guys your age, what's been around the block, you know, in these big, huge bands, and their voice doesn't seem to hold up too well live or, or in yeah. the studio as well. And you know that the effects have been there, but your voice live, you, if you want to check out yourself, obviously for people who have never checked you out, that you just t- type in on the social medias and see you do the acoustic stuff with DJ or whoever, and your voice yeah. is holding up. Do you think that's because you're one of these guys what does take care of everything and you've, you've, you've come off of that road of rock hard, party hard, blah, that kind of stuff, you know? Well, why do you think your voice is holding up? And I'm not trying to blow smoke up your arse here because it's, it's a compliment. Well, no, I appreciate that. And I actually, I really appreciate that question because it's something that I, I talk about a lot with my vocal coach, Melissa Harding, um, who I also, um, who was also one of 6AM's background vocalists. So, uh, she's, she's been working with me on my voice for years now. And, uh, and it's, it, it depends on many things. Number one, age is a factor. The older we get, our bodies change and our, and our physical ability to do Mm -hmm. things because singing is a very physical, uh, activity. It's a very athletic activity. If you're going to sing well and be a, a, a good performer. Um, and, and so there is, so I do keep my voice in, in very good shape. Um, I, I let it go for a few years where I wasn't singing. Um, and then just recently I started, I thought, you know, I want to get back into this. I want to always have my voice be at the top of its game. So I started working very hard and I work every day at it. I, I basically sing a 6am set every single day. Um, and that I find that that is a, um, is a really good exercise to keep the to keep my physicality, the physicality of my singing, uh, in shape and on point. Um, and it is something that if you don't do that, it goes away and it can go away very quickly. And as we age, uh, your body doesn't have the same ability to bounce back and kind of uh, recreate those those movements and those shapes. Uh, so, you know, I work very hard at it. Uh, I appreciate you, uh, you know, acknowledging that uh, that it's it's still working and it's still sounding good. I do notice that there are limitations, you know, there are things that I feel differently about than if I was singing five years ago. And that's just a five year change. So there is, you know, the age factor does does play into it. But I do my best to keep in shape and, and be able to deliver when I need to. Did you did you ever hand this single out to some of your pals in and say I want your honest opinion about it because obviously your your mates, you know, you, you mates with some of the biggest names in the business, and you can, you know, you've got your group of pals where you can get around and you can deliver your music to. Did you put this out to those guys first and thought yay or nay, or was it something where you thought, well, I don't need anybody really to give me an opinion. I'm just going to release it anyway. You know, I did send it to a few people. Um, I think I sent it to Nicky and just to, just to get his opinion on uh-huh. it. He really liked it. He was great, man. He actually reposted it as soon as I released it. Uh, he's been very supportive. Um, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really play it for a lot of people just because I, I did kind of want to just do this. Yes. I didn't want to open up any doors to second guessing it, you know, mm-hmm. because I have a tendency to do that. The, the more, the more I, I expose myself, the, the more I start second guessing myself. Yeah. Um, so I did kind of just in a way, close my eyes, hit send and, and upload it and, mm-hmm. and just kind of go, okay, we're, we're, we're live, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and now that I kind of got that, in, that first one uh, out of my system, it'll be easier the next uh-huh. time, you know, just being able to upload the next one. I'm, I'm going to release another song and probably, well, probably, uh, beginning of January. Beautiful. Um, 
and then I've got I've got several more, and my my intention is to just keep on releasing them whenever I am so inspired. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really I'm not really looking for numbers. I don't yeah. care about streaming numbers and uh-huh. stuff like that. That's I'm not in that game anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I I I don't want to compete with with these people that are out there really doing it on a, on a high high level. That's you know I've I've done that and I've enjoyed that immensely, but I'm just not at that stage in my life anymore. So I really like just. I really like just putting stuff out and just letting the reactions trickle in. You know, that that feels really good to me. I've got to go for the fans and uh, all the way back to uh, the beginning of 6am, Heroin Diaries, a book about Nikki Six's life, his upbringing, everything, what went crazy wrong. And then you guys, we have DJ Ashby, yourself, Nikki Six, released something which was absolutely huge at the time. I remember it coming out all those years ago and everything just seemed to have gone, what the F is going on? This is something completely different and you gripped everybody in the business and music world with the album and number one selling singles to go with that. He have, he obviously had his diaries. How did the songs come about? Because you've probably been asked this many, many times way back, but some people will have missed this. The new generation would have missed these stories. Did Nicky bring you these songs or was you already writing the melodies in your head to go with this book? How did all that come together to be the receipt of the album? Good question. Um... Uh, there were four songs on that album that were act- that I had actually written uh, prior to 6 a.m. even coming into concept. Uh, there was a song called Van Eyes on that record, a song called Courtesy Call, a song called Permission, and, a- and another one called Dead Man's Ballet. Those were all songs that I had written and recorded for a solo record and then didn't release that solo record. So when Nikki and DJ and I got together and started talking about this great concept for, you know to kind of do a soundtrack to his diaries uh those four songs really fit in well and and so we just we just added those into the pile of songs that we were doing and then for the rest of the songs um the three of us just really were so inspired we didn't know what we were doing at the time we had no plans we weren't we weren't trying to be a band we were just three guys that liked being together creating music um so we had no initial uh intentions for it um and we just i i think the first day that we got together um to write I think that DJ and Nikki already had this song idea. I think it was called Dirty Cottons. For some reason, that name comes comes to mind, and it and it certainly would make sense that they'd have a title like that. But uh, we then worked on it for a, a day or so, and it that turned into Life Is Beautiful. I remember we we had a we had a. Um, a chorus for that song that was a little bit darker. It was really focused on the the death and the funeral part of things. Uh-huh. And I remember driving in my car out to, to work with them on maybe the second or third day. And I just, I was humming some ideas and I just kept on, I, I kept on singing the chorus of what was, what was then the, the beginnings of life is beautiful. And I thought, this is so dark. I'm not sure that the listener is going to want to come back to this song again. So I just thought, well, what if we really focus on, what if we flip it a little bit and we focus on the, on the positive side of this? And that's where the idea of life is beautiful came in. And, and uh, so I just started singing this, this melody line that was, 
that was actually very derivative of a, of a uh, Duran Duran song. Uh-huh. I was always very influenced by by uh, by uh, bands like that. And um, and Life Is Beautiful kind of came into focus over a couple of days. And once we once we wrote that one and we got that one done and recorded. I think all of us just kind of thought, okay, there is something unique going on here. There's there's a chemistry that is starting to rear its head that I think none of us expected, but it was a very pleasant surprise. And that really motivated us to just keep on writing and writing and writing. And the next thing you know, we had 10 or 12 songs, all kind of loosely based around this idea of, of Nikki's diaries. And we started kind of weaving them all together into this soundtrack and that's really how it came about so it, we we had absolutely no intentions of being a band at that point i was definitely not intending to be the singer of any band i was at the at the very most i was going to use my voice to to record the demos and then at some point if they decided they wanted to go on and do mm-hmm. something with it they could find a singer i could i could help them find a singer to sing the songs and that just didn't happen. We just kind of, you know, one thing led to another. And before you know it, the uh, the record label released Life is Beautiful and it started climbing the charts and and the rest is kind of history. It was a yeah. real wonderful surprise. And, and we've had an amazing journey because of that song and because of those those early days. Yeah, and you've released a few more albums with the band and you've had anthems like Gotta Get It Right. Again, something completely different to the first music what you released, which is just showing your guys influence and Nicky's influence with all that old 70s style as well. And is it, it? And I've got to say, like obviously, he's a great songwriter as well. He's 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 a music guy. What's got these stories? And and people don't often think that Nicky Six or is in the Motley Crue. He did this. He's got his diaries. But he's a, it, literally a great singer songwriter as well uh, with these songs. And you guys did a tour, didn't you? Um, uh, with 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 like the Papa Roach and Book Cherry. Was it like a one-off thing years ago where you did your own little tour together? I can't remember what it was called, but I can remember that blowing was- up. Yeah, it was actually called Crew Fest. There we go, and Crew Fest. Yeah. That ended up being that ended up being like maybe a two or a three year thing where they they repeated it. You yeah, know, they did Crew Fest one and Crew Fest two, and I think they might have done Crew Fest three. I don't know, but that was uh, just a like a little festival package that uh, that our label put together. Um, and we and we were so lucky. Six AM was so lucky to. Uh, have been able to to go on that tour because it was it was Motley Crue was yeah. the headlining mm-hmm. band, which meant that Nicky had to do double duties. Yeah. He was doing He's two doing sets a night, yeah. uh, which was pretty incredible. Um, but it was so fun because, uh, like I was saying, it was all so unexpected, and so every. Every moment of of six a.m. has kind of been icing on the cake, you know, in in the sense that none of it did we ever expect. So every little nice, wonderful moment that happened to us was just a blessing, and it was just icing on the cake. It was uh, it was um, all positive, and um, and just so grateful to have had those experiences. Oh, it's beautiful, it is, and, and I love the sound what you've got because again, it's one of them singles you just pop on. You know, California smile, and it, you, like you say, you can just you can get lost in it, and it's great when you get lost in a song because even if you're having crappy weather or whatever or a crappy day, you put it on and you're away with it, and it just shows you the craftsmanship, what you've got, and who you are, and what you're about. 
about it's beautiful stuff and you've mentioned early on in the chat about bringing new music out etc do you think you will ever go into a side project where you will maybe go and join other bands and just dabble a little bit on their albums again have you got anything in the futures or anything with the new guys what are on the block at the moment or is that a little bit under your tucked under your sleeve at the moment you know, uh, <laughs> great, great question, and it's, it's another question that I'm asking myself yeah. a lot these days. So, uh, you know, I I just got a call the other day uh, about a band, a pretty well-known band that's looking for a new singer, and I am um, I uh, I haven't I haven't. I haven't responded to that yet I just, because I don't know where I am on that yet. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm asking myself that question a lot right now. What do I want to do, you know, next, where do I want this to lead or do I want it to lead anywhere? Yeah. Um, and my, my initial thought is um, I've, you know, I, for a while there, I was doing these acoustic videos on Instagram. I was just posting like little acoustic piano and vocal, uh, you know, co covers of just rock songs, various rock songs, whether it was Linkin Park or, yeah. you know, uh, Motley Crue or whatever. Um, and, and I had so much fun doing that. And it's such a different singing experience for me than for instance, singing with 6am, mm -hmm. um, that I kind of thought, and, and, and the reaction that I've gotten from those was, was so overwhelming that I thought that could be something that I could really enjoy doing is putting together an album of, you know, quote unquote dinner music, uh -huh. but just my kind of version of dinner music where I take these obscure rock songs and turn them into these you know, unusual ballads with a, with a piano and a vocal or maybe a guitar and a vocal. So I started thinking, well, that's something that I would really enjoy doing again, without any expectations, but just creating something that I think fans would enjoy and would be able to put on their playlist. And, you know, it, it could end up being like, you know, demented dinner music or mm -hmm. something like that, you know, just something where there's a little, there's a slight kind of edgy twist to it. But at the end of the day, it's a piano vocal type of, of delivery. So, so I'm considering doing something like that and that could possibly lead into doing some shows, uh, some acoustic piano shows. Um, I, I don't know. The, the future is just wide open for me right now. I literally only just got back into the studio a few months ago and started making these new songs. So I haven't really wrapped my head around what my actual goal will be, but I am asking myself that question a lot right now and, 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 and trying to, trying to come up with a, a focus and an answer. But um, yeah, right now I have no plans to join any other bands or do anything like that, but I do have the fantasy of, of, uh, doing some shows whether they be acoustic shows or you know i mean if if like a storytelling thing and as well absolutely or or you know if me and nikki and dj decided to uh to you know to saddle up and do something else with 6am i would that would certainly be something that would excite me and i would consider doing so the future is wide open right now beautiful i've got to say thanks for sitting down with me and having this chat it's, been, it's always a pleasure just picking brains and especially all brains i've been look forward to sitting down with you and having this chat and i love everything i wish you all the best can't wait to see what's up the sleeve and uh, it's going to be exciting times for the fans Thank you, man. I'm I'm having a real great time, and I I appreciate you wanting to sit down and chat with me. I always enjoy talking about about music and whatever it is I have going on in my career or in my life. So yeah, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Go and check it all out. It's all on the social page. It is James Michael.